You're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography, design, creativity, and more, with your hosts, Dave Clayton and Alan Hess. Okay, welcome back to this week's episode, which is part two of our roundup of 2021. So what we're going to do is just carry on with the conversation where we left the part one off and uh, just continue with me and Alan chatting. So thanks again for listening. Um, speaking of gear, uh, a couple of things this year, talking about speed, uh, obviously Mac, Apple brought out their new Super MMX Plus, whatever it was, the they M1 brought the new Pro Mac and Pros M1 out. Max. Yeah, uh, now I I was kind of sitting and waiting because my MacBook Pro was a 2011 model and it had been hanging on and hanging on. It was stuck, it was stuck on High Sierra, but up until the beginning of this year, like last Christmas, I was still able to update Creative Cloud, but then, like with like we said, you know, your old machine is not going to run brand right. new software. So you've either got to stick to very old software and keep it like cobwebbed and mothballed, and you know, run Windows ninety five. But ten years, ten years is a hell of a life for a for a laptop. For, for a lap, yeah, I mean, a a, P, a Windows PC laptop. You know, very rare for it for it, you know to to get ten years out of it. But this thing has been an absolute workhorse. I've certainly got my my money's worth out of it. So I got to the point this year. I've been holding off, thinking, shall I buy this new Apple Super Speedy um, MacBook Pro? And I've got the Mac Mini, the M1 Mac Mini. And all right, it is a Mac Mini. I got the most basic one just really to to kind of test it out and make sure because at the time i was at astute graphics and wanted to make sure that everything we did ran on the most up-to-date version os and machine it struggles with adobe sometimes because i do have indesign illustrator <laughs> photoshop and sometimes <laughs> premiere pro all running at the same time so at the same time yeah <laughs> So I do get that warning that you get where it says um, your computer's out of virtual memory or whatever it is. We recommend you su- shut some stuff down, Dave. You're like you're, This is too much. You're never working on all these things at the same time. So I've, I've had that error more than often, more often than not. And because a lot of software and plugins and things weren't ready, didn't have M1 versions, I actually decided, made, made a decision because a... Love them or hate them, I'm an Apple user, so I'm going to stick to it. Um, they, because they hold their value and because they last so well, in the end, I got a really good deal on the last, I think, like the 2020 Intel version, um, 16 inch MacBook Pro. Uh, I would love to upgrade my iMac when they finally bring out the because they brought out the 23 inch iMac with the new m1 chip but i'm waiting for them to bring out the rumored 30 inch whatever it is yeah the bigger one because it does look really nice but i bought so i i upgraded to the last intel one they made with the bar the touch bar Mm. thing which actually i don't mind it's all right um it's it's good. I mean, I've used it at a couple of events now. I took it out to Kelby with me. I used it at the photography show. It's an absolute little workhorse. No problems with it. Um, and I'm probably going to use that for a couple of years. Wait and see what Apple does with the MacBook Pro for the net. You know, for the first upgrade right. and whether how the chip improves. But from a speed point of view, it's like, well, if I'm sat here at home working on it, it doesn't really matter that it's 1.9 billiseconds faster than. 
the previous version. But what I do want it to do is I'm sick of the beach ball. <sighs> it's like if I... When people talk about, you know, we spend 14 years of our life on the toilet or, you know, seven, seven, <laughs> year, seven years, yeah, yeah, seven years yawning. I do often think there's two things I'd like if I could have all the time back for these two things, it would be the amount of times I've had to sit and watch the beach ball before I can carry on working. And how many times I've had to go back and retype something because it was still in caps lock. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> so you had that when you came when you came here. You had that laptop with you, and what I was really yeah. amazed by because you had it sitting here in my office next to my older 2018 15.4 inch MacBook Pro, which I'm not going to upgrade anytime soon because it still runs most of the time. Um, was even though the screen is only like 0.6 inches bigger, it seemed yeah. much bigger. The the yeah the, the it just seemed like it was like, oh, that's bigger and brighter and newer, and um, I'm I'm glad you removed it and <laughs> took it back with you because yeah. like looking at it in comparison to the 15.4 does look like there's a lot more screen real estate, and for the half an inch size difference, it doesn't sound like there's a lot, but um, yeah, that was it's not. A- I don't like working on a small screen day to day, but like you and I have both got yeah. ex- extra screens, so we've got bigger screens. So, for, so from that side of it, it, it was very much a, it's not going to be my day to day machine because I've got my iMac, I've got Mac Mini. Um, I use a, a, a I work actually gave us the 13 inch MacBook Pro M1. Oh, nice. um, it it's not made for designers. <laughs> no, I you know it's, it's it's made <laughs> it's made for kind of not someone who's heavily using Creative Cloud. Yeah. But it will do it. It's just not. It's not built for that right. kind of usage. Plus, the screen's too small. So, um, yeah. So I've been really pleased with that. And then, uh, like I say, it's, the, it's not so much the speed; it's the reliability and being able to know that I can stand up in front of people, set it up, and do my work. And and it could handle the new Photoshop or the new Illustrator or the new InDesign. Um, and I know, obviously, things like Lightroom when you're working in Lightroom coming from these newer cameras with oh, the much bigger images right. you know there's a lot of there's a lot of lifting to do with that and that that kind of without going back to my my rage <laughs> against the machine of subscriptions um the other thing to consider in in that thing is you know if you're going to go and buy like a brand new let's say you go and buy the Z9 right. okay but you've got a 8 year old laptop yeah, that's and, gonna be and you know and and CS six and like the the last off the shelf version of Lightroom. I don't even think you'll no. be able to even plug your camera in. To, so it's very much you know you kind of got a that it's changed now because because software, firmware, yeah. operating systems and and actual hardware kind of determine what you can use. That's that's become the problem. My buddy was talking about the fact that he couldn't run his old software on the new laptops because the chips don't just don't support it. And the same thing happens with cameras. I mean, my D850 has big files. The the Z9 shoots again 47 megapixel images. So you're you're talking about um, large files, big memory cards, and when you start transferring that, I mean, right now there's I have a bottleneck because I use a hub. To control everything and i realized the other day that i had an old 
XQD card reader and when I'm trying to download, you know, uh, five, six hundred hockey shots to just pick out one to send <laughs> to send to my boss, it was taking like an hour and a half to literally download those images through um, Lightroom to put them in. Like, it was like, oh my God, this is taking forever. And it wasn't a, and so I, I reconfigured things. I, I ran a, a USB-C um, card reader directly into the laptop and, oh, it, you know, improved the time by about four minutes. It was like, oh, that, that was great. You know, because it's just, it's just a huge amount of information being dealt with. And I know that if I had a newer computer, it would be faster. And I, you know, that's kind of what happens. So instead of having to buy a new machine every year, I just adjust my workflow around it. So I come home from a shoot, I go and dump the cards immediately before I even go to the bathroom. It's like, I just get them in there. So they're transferring, you know, go grab a snack and a, and a Diet Coke and come back to my desk. All right, now I've got, you know, 30, 40 images that have started to come in. Um, but I yeah. remember in two, in 2018 when I got this laptop and, you know, the, it was, everything was zippity fast. It seemed like, Oh my God, this is lightning fast. And I realized it hasn't slowed down at all. I've just, my expectations have increased as well about what I wanted to do and how many things I wanted to do. And I'm not saying that I open every Adobe product at the same time, but I have been known to have, you know, photo mechanic plus Lightroom plus Photoshop plus bridge plus I'm on social media while I'm waiting. Plus I'm, you know, yeah, um, playing some game somewhere because I have ADD and I can't seem to focus on one thing <laughs> for too long. <laughs> um, Actually, something you've just mentioned there, let's, let's give this product a bit of love. Okay. Because I know, I know that you swear by this product and we are not we are not sponsored but I I, I am going to tag them when we put this episode out because there's a bit of software Alan yeah. uses that he swears by and I was just going to ask have they kept it up yeah, to date to work with the new version It's still rock solid it's so, called Photo Mechanic and that's the one you're talking about right Yeah Yeah So Photo Mechanic is so, a, it basically all it does is ingest images from your memory card to your computer but allows you to add all the metadata you could ever possibly want. And it's actually used by the Associated Press. So if I've shot for the AP um, and I've done jobs to them, you don't have a choice. You need to use Photo Mechanic because it has all of the data that needs to be put into the image. And it does the best job out there of literally sucking in the images and showing you what they are on your screen, the thumbnail view. And from there you can sort and send it to Photoshop or um, it's become part of my workflow. Every professional photographer I know who works in any event situation where you're shooting anything more than one frame at a time, maybe as a portrait guy who's tethered, is using Photo Mechanic. Um, and I think it's... I'm just looking on the website. So there's two versions. Yeah. You'll be pleased to know you buy it. You don't subscribe right, so, to so it. You... Uh, so there's Photo Mechanic 6, which a new license is $139, or you can upgrade from 5 for $89 um, as a single-user license. Then you've got Photo Mechanic Plus, which is $229, or you can upgrade from uh, version 6 for $90, or upgrade from version 5 for $179. Uh, it includes all the features, a powerful image database, single-user license, macOS Windows, 64-bit, um, and, and there are student discounts as well. So, yeah, if you, like Alan says, for the amount of work that he does, if you're a heavy shooter, 
shooting sports or weddings or events um i know for as long as i've known alan he's sworn by this product and i don't think it gets enough love <laughs> so we're gonna get we're gonna give it some love today um i will put a i'll, I'll try and remember to put a link in the show notes if you want to go and have a look at it um but yeah i think depend again it all kind of depends on what you do versus what you can afford um nothing's ever too expensive it's just is it affordable to you or justifiable so i think for what it does i what i always do if i look at any bit of software i actually kind of break divide it by 12 right or by 24 and thinking okay if i buy this new license and i don't need to upgrade it for a couple of years i'm going to divide 229 dollars by 24 months so how much a month is it costing me versus the time it's going to save me and that's the kind of calculation i always do like can i afford it work out what it's going to give me over two years and how much time it's going to save me and what is my time worth so if i say my time is worth 50 dollars an hour if i'm designing and i've got a tool that can save me an hour a day well then it's it's a no-brainer it's you've got you've got to look at it like that and i know the amount of work you do oh i, I couldn't do, use I couldn't do what, Bridge. I, what i do without photo mechanic it, it's so much faster than than anything else i for the life of me i have no idea why adobe hasn't bought it <laughs> just, just like and then it's probably not for sale um and uh, I I don't even use the plus one because that creates catalogs of images which I don't actually need. I just like the the basic functionality of um, uh, Photo Mechanic Six. I remember I was so excited when they came out um, with Six from Five. I was like, oh, you know, just a giant upgrade. Uh, for those interested, it's from a camera called Comp- uh, Camera Bits is the is the people who make it. It's called Photo Mechanic, and you can try it for a month without a credit card, without any kind of weird thing um and it will change <laughs> uh to quote one of my other favorite movies which we rewatched the other night almost famous it'll change your life <laughs> it's, it's um uh yeah it just says yeah no risk no credit card yeah. free for 30 days enter your email address we'll email you a download link click on the installer you'll be guided through the steps when prompted click the try button so yeah we're say so we're not sponsored nope. or anything but I when it's a product that we use and love and it helps us do our job we will give it all the love that we can uh, speaking of speaking of other products um one of the other things I got to try out uh on the recent trip was from our future guest Danny Lenham from Three Legged Thing I got to try out one of their new camera bags which is a new market they've just gone into um, and I had the Valkyrie, and I have to say, this thing is built like a tank, but it's so light. Um, now, I didn't use it as a photographer. I used it as a travel, just traveling and taking stuff out and bringing bringing stuff home. Um, and, and it was an absolute beast. It, it looks bright. It's still, even though it's been on a uh, many thousand mile round trip on about six different flights, it still looks brand new. It's got some great little additions in it and pockets and bits and pieces um and i i actually danny very kindly had uh given me a tripod um a couple of years ago i hadn't i, I hadn't been to sim for a couple of years probably even more than that um i think it was the winston he he gave me and i ended up not really going out and doing at the time i was like gonna i think i'd said on the podcast pre-allen joining 
was one of the things I was going to do was actually like improve, go out and actually start photographing and learning my trade. And Danny uh, gave me the tripod. I didn't use it. Sorry, Dan. But I did. <laughs> I brought it out with me. I brought it out with me and gave it to Alan because I know Alan will get you know with writing and everything will get more use out of it. Um, and I know he's been using it this week. So I just wanted to say thank you to to the team at Three Legged Thing and Morally Toxic um, for supporting us in that way. So that is something we were given. Yeah, it's a great it's a great I, tripod. I, I I used it the other day. Um, I was trying to photograph some stuff outside from inside because it was raining and i and i was using the big 400 millimeter lens and this thing held it perfectly rock steady it was great um i got to the point where i was actually using the remote software for the nikon camera so i had the tripod set up aimed outside at a, a little mermaid statue and then i was sitting on the couch waiting for the rain to hit just right and then i was taking pictures with my cell phone triggering my um my d850 very very lazy photography photography work <laughs> but it was it was really useful i mean this thing was light and solid and it um it it held that lens rock steady and yet weighs just a few pounds it's a really really nice tripod and yeah. i'm not a big tripod shooter but when you're shooting on a 400 and you're waiting for the weather you're not holding that thing in your hands it's just no definitely not and so i've got the punk i've got one of the punks models now because i do still use uh, a tripod if i'm doing filming stuff in fact my my this is what i like about kit is i can give i gave my uh, the tripod to my youngest daughter who's 12 because both my daughters like recording stuff one of them's got a youtube channel for rubik's cubes and they like recording content so i've given them like my old iphone I bought a little uh, connector for it that holds the iPhone and I gave them the three-legged thing tripod and just left it with them. No instructions, nothing. And they set it up so easily yeah. and so quickly that now they just... I don't even know where it is. They've taken it. <laughs> um, and they just set it up. They go up in the bedroom, set it all up really quickly and, and it's so light and it folds up so Yeah, like, that's the part easily. I like is that, that um, folding thing. You can just fold it up. Like, I didn't even have to undo the legs half the way. I just wanted to move it. I could just kind of quickly collapse you know the center column and then just yeah. swing the legs around it was it was great it's a solidly built piece of gear i'm very um looking forward to what i'm going to do with it i told my wife the other day that i <laughs> the one tripod that i'm not going to take down to the beach and stick in the sand yeah. it just looks too damn good so that's that's the thing they that they do i mean i've supported danny and, and three-legged thing for as long as I can remember them existing, like way, way back. And I met Danny on a Scott Kelby Photoshop uh, photo walk. And I'd been in touch with them beforehand. And I just like I, I just like them as a British company and their kind of no-nonsense attitude. And you'll find this out. When we interview Danny, you will totally find out the company is his personality, most definitely. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one. The other product I switched this year... Um, and I will admit this was a work thing. Um, this was this was something that was um, a partnership. So I'm going to talk about them not because I'm being paid to, because because I'm not. I at the time I did some work for them and I got a tablet, but I actually switched from Wacom to Sense Labs. And as frustrated as I was with Wacom um, in some aspects. This new company, Sense Labs, came along. They are actually a 
majority of their staff and engineering is ex-WACOM. Um, they're still in Portland, which is where Wacom are. But yeah, a lot of the staff, a lot of engineering, marketing, sales and everything went over to Sense Labs and they've made this really nice tablet. Now at the moment, it's a medium size and a small size. Uh, they brought the medium one out first. And what I like about it is it's just a tablet. It hasn't got any dials and buttons on the side. It's just a tablet. It's wireless. It comes with two pens and a bunch of nibs so you get a thin pen to hold and a, and a thicker pen and you can get some extras for it and one of the extra bits is is kind of this little thing that has presets and and the dials that you can put to the left or the right you keep it separately it really is a well-made bit of kit i've used i've been using it more than i ever used my in fact i've given my wacom to a friend of mine to use um I, it was just surprisingly good because I tried a, a couple of non-Wacom brand tablets before. And like most things, like Apple, you know, like uh, products, the, the competitors are always trying to be as good as or try to be better than. But you always get some companies that they want to bring something into that market, but they're going to make it as cheaply as possible. So it's generally like bad plastic, it warps, the pen's never good, it's never got the sensitivity. Um, now I've got so used to using my iPad Pro and Procreate that using using the pen in a completely different way, plus being able to fire, because of the new setup on Apple Mac, I can now, I can now make my iPad Pro a screen extension of my right. Mac, and I can squeeze... I can bring Illustrator over into my iPad Pro and use it with my Apple Pencil and have pressure pressure sensitivity. So as even though there's Illustrator obviously Illustrator and um Photoshop are on the iPad, the desktop version of Illustrator on your iPad Pro and using a pen, I've kind of retaught myself to use a pen again because it's like if I've got the kit, I should be using right. it, otherwise it's a waste. Um and I have to say, if you if you are at that point where you're thinking of your Wacom's a little bit old and you want to... Now, they don't do the Cintiq or anything right. like that. There are still parts of the range um, they don't cover yet, but they will do. But if you're just looking for a small or medium... I think they're doing 10% off at the moment as well. But um, have a, just have a look. No, yeah, I'm, I'm still using a Wacom medium... And, and I don't use a mouse at all. I use the tablet for everything because it's touch sensitive, so I can use it as a, like a trackpad with my fingers. And then I have a couple of pens. On my, I have two pens on my desk because I always put one down, and I can never find it. So there's always the second one sitting in a holder for when I'm frustrated. But this tablet I have is old enough where you can actually see um, the indentation of where my hand sits on it. It's starting to <laughs> eat through the plastic because I've had it for. <laughs> Yeah, yours is well worn. Is, yours is like super, yeah, super sheen. Super I, I got to be uh, uh, you know, full disclosure. I was given this one. It's a medium pro into us at Photoshop World like ten years ago by in, by in, uh, by Wacom um, as an instructor, and I've been using it ever since, and I, I love it. But it is getting worn, and a lot of the people that I know that were at Wacom have moved over or you know have, have changed jobs already. So. My next tablet will be a Sense Labs. Um, it's just I'm honestly just waiting for this one to die. Um, again, yeah. I don't buy things unless I it can do something. This one doesn't do, or you know, it needs to be replaced. So uh, the way I abuse 
things with my hands on the desk, I don't think this tablet is going to see 2023. So probably at some point in 2022, um, I will be uh, trying out yeah. Sense Labs and I'll see how that goes. Uh, everything I've heard is that they're as good, if not better, right now than the than the Wacom tablets and. Yeah, well, even it's like any company. If they can at least be a strong competitor, and you get yeah. choice, makes it better. For then everyone. I think choice, yeah, choice is good because it means you know Wacom have got to keep on their toes. And I'm not knocking Wacom; they nope. still make a very good product. And if that's what you love, you know, if you're loyal to a brand as as am I, um, you know, you'll you'll never do wrong with Wacom. But if you're looking to, to change or you know look at a different way of using something it's the same you know it does all the same stuff just as an alternative you know like we're talking about tripods i mean there's 20 top brand tripod companies and essentially they're all sticks with three legs yeah i have i have like three others who just they're just not as uh as nicely built as, as the new one so um it's it's fine it goes back to the software thing it's finding it's horses for courses as we say I don't know if that's an American phrase, but horses for courses, you find the thing that suits you the best, the best horse for the best course. Um, and and you eventually you build up like us. We, we've got our favorite bits of kit. One of the best things I brought, which I think you told me about, was the Logi keyboard. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so I've got, it's L-O-G-I, and it's it's a wireless keyboard, but it's got three, three control, three control, so... Very quickly, I can switch between my my work MacBook, uh, my my Mac Mini, or my iMac just by pressing one, two, or three. I put a little <laughs> sticker on so I know which is which. But it's seriously the the it just feels great. It's solid. It sit. It doesn't slide around. No, it's a good keyboard. It was about hundred and yeah, it's about hundred hundred and twenty quid maybe. Um, but it's the keyboard I'm going to have for a long time. I don't need to upgrade this thing. This is perfect. I now have one keyboard sitting on my desk, running three computers. It switches quickly. I think my only my only criticism about about it is sometimes when you shut your computer down and restart it, the Bluetooth doesn't no. automatically pick up. So I have to put in a manual keyboard to go in I, and tell I it to reconnect only found that to on the, the wireless. Mac Mini. I, I use it for the Mac Mini and the MacBook Pro on my desk, and it's never disconnected from the MacBook Pro, but it has from the Mac Mini. Yeah. And um, th- that's, there's a fault with it. But it's a, And the other thing is that I, I really wish it would know that those times where I start typing and I'm on the wrong computer, it should, it should let me know that. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I will start typing somewhere and I'll be like, why is that not showing? And then I'll realize that I hadn't switched it from the uh, the Mac Mini back over to my MacBook Pro. And I suddenly look over at the screen for the other computer and I realize I'm deleting stuff by mistake. And I'm like, no. Oh, So that's... Well... Uh, what you got to remember is, like I just said, my laptop, my my keyboard operates my work computer and my personal computer. And I think in the past month, I've typed one of my passwords into the team chat for our design group, <laughs> where I should have been ty- re- typing it to reopen. As it is, it's only it's only the password that opens up my right. uh, my Mac. 
But people but are wondering why you're suddenly like you, typing Dave is great on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, message. it's like it's a good job. It's not inappropriate. <laughs> but yeah, that that's a, it's a bit like the caps lock thing, yeah. though. My frustration on Max has always been the caps lock key isn't very solid. And the amount of times you, you end up typing in caps and then you look up and you're like, ah, oh, crap. Um, but yeah, so it, that is a, I, I wish there was a better way other than me looking up and using my brain um, that you could see straight away which one right. you but it's a it's a occasionally the, the the buttons will light up when you actually press them but they don't stay lit up on the one two and three and i don't look at them that often so when i press it it lights up and then i'm looking at the screen then i look back down and then it's not lit up which one is actually active um but other than that i mean it's been one of the nicest pieces of gear because it allowed me to remove the second keyboard on my desk and give me more actual workspace i didn't feel like i was crowded um, I did the same thing with the uh, with my Wacom tablet as I put it on a switch. So I have a little button that allows it to switch between the two computers as well. Yeah, which is, again, I bought one yeah. of them on your recommendation. Um, but yeah, that's so so that's that's our kit. That's our, our, our likes yeah. and dislikes kit and software um, that we've. I mean, like we said, this this year has been we've both been at home more. I'm working from home. Um I obviously been doing more online, court, uh, more online events. I've been creating content at home, recording it, editing it. Um, you know, like Adobe Max. Uh, what did I do? Photoshop yeah. World, Adobe Max, the Lightbox, Lightbox Conference for Sense Labs, and uh, then Photography Show was the f- in September was the first event where I was back in front of people. I used my MacBook Pro. Um, and did a couple of classes there which was great and then obviously when i came and saw you um i created content for kelby one brought my laptop out traveled really well um it was an absolute you know i had no problems with it whatsoever another little bit of kit i got which i'm going to give a little shout out to which is really handy if you do a lot of um tutorials where you maybe need your mobile phone and it's called have i got it set up here uh reflector um there we go reflector four so what i was able to do and one of my little tips for this is if you like so my class was i was showing how to do uh this is my one of my classes on kelby1.com which was photoshop for instagram and i was showing how to use the carousel feature um for different kinds of posts and what i wanted to do in the class which i did live at the photography show was I was able to mirror my phone to my Mac and 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 actually show in real time me loading the pictures into Instagram to show you how it works. And I looked online to see sidecar doesn't work. It's a very specific, you have to get the mirror, the mirror in, but you have to get your phone to show up on the screen without anything else showing. So I found this reflector for, I think it's like, I don't know, $16. It's not... Yes. There's always a there's always a percentage off it, <coughs> but a little tip: if you've got an iPhone, because I I can't say whether you can do this on Android or not. You probably can, but one of the things on the iPhone is if I'm out and about, I can set up a hotspot, which means if I'm really stuck, I can use I can get on Wi-Fi on my laptop or my iPad by hotspotting to my phone, so I can pick up you know the the signal from my phone like it's a wi-fi um connection if you're going to use something like reflector and you're at an event 
a lot of the free Wi-Fi that you get, like at hotels and events, <coughs> excuse me, don't allow this to work. There's there's something in the setting that prevents this from working. So what I recommend you do, if ever you're going to use this, and and it really is a lovely tool. If you look at the website, um, set up a hotspot so that your laptop is picking up like wi-fi from your phone so you're on like your own little network with no interference and it works an absolute charm you don't get any interference or dropout and it works a treat um, there's another product comes with it called parrot i think it's a way where you can broadcast from your phone to other devices but yeah this reflector 4 reflector 4 is a good bit of kit if you record in or if you're going to be start recording content for youtube um, another little tip is I've got an app called Bartender. Uh, again, very cheap, like under under twenty dollars. And what Bartender does is, you know, when you're recording, and you'll notice it, it's one of those things. When I tell you what it is, you're going to notice it all the more. But when you watch people who record tutorials in, say, Photoshop and Illustrator, go and look in the top right hand corner, and quite often you can see all the little icons up there, like the Wi-Fi icon, the Creative Cloud icon. And you see the date and time. And because you're recording, you're editing, it's, it's like watching a film and there's a clock in the Keeps background jumping. and it's five o'clock. <laughs> yeah, and it jumps to 20 past five and then it goes back to like 10 past four. Then it's six o'clock. Imagine that recording. So you probably would never notice it, but it is a bit of a bugbear of mine it, because it, once you know it's there, you see it. So what Bartender does, doesn't do it completely, because on a Mac, you have to go in the settings. You can't actually physically hide the clock, but you can hide the date and time um, the manually, like as it is in letters and numbers. So the the all you can get is actually having a tiny little circle that's like a little clock face. You can't actually get away with losing that, but you lose everything else. And what Bartender does is it hides all the other icons. So if I'm recording now... All I can see is the bartender icon and the clock. I can't see anything else. So when I'm recording, my screen is nice and clean. If I want to access anything and I stop recording, I can click on the little bartender icon it'll, and it'll expand it and open it up. So then I've got my you know, my volume icon, my internet, my Wi-Fi, my Bluetooth, my Stute Graphics, my Creative Cloud. Um, and then when you click on the bartender, auto hides them again. So a little oh, tip, if cool. you're again, if you're recording content, bartender hides all that crap. That's really cool. So yeah. it's, it's it's nice, nice and clean. But you have to you have to do the clock thing actually in the Apple right, Mac you have to get rid of itself the, 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 in the, the settings. Stuff. Yeah, you have to turn off. Um, I think you turn off digital, like you ask for it to right. be analog and clock only and that. But but. But Bartender hides the rest of it. So that's another little bit of software this year. Well, this year and last year I've been using um, that's really cool. Again, it's just a little it's just a little nice to have. But anything under $20 that does a job that that makes my life easier, I'll buy it and, and update it. I was just it. looking at the bar across the top of my screen as you're doing that. I'm counting. There's 17 different icons I have on the, on the, on the top of the screen going on right now. You know, I mean, okay, so Zoom is up there, but Creative Cloud is up there and my tablet is up there. There's all kinds of stuff that, you know, I don't even notice half the time is sitting up there. Um, so, yeah, that's... Like I said, now, now I've said it, everyone right, will see it. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Well, wow. um, 
Right. right, I'm gonna. We're gonna call it a day here. We were gonna talk about I, some I have, of our. There's other... two things before we before we wrap it up. I have. Oh, I have go two go, yeah. Because I'm I'm a. Uh, there's two books that are coming out next year. They're not out yet. Oh yeah, books. <laughs> yes. Both of these are not out yet. One of them. They're both out in digital format. I believe they're both out in digital format. One is by Joe McNally. Um, it's at Rocky Nook. Uh, I've I've got the digital version. The the paper version um comes out beginning of january somewhere um and uh this is not the usual like uh photography book um it's it's i've got all of joe's books i I, i've known joe for years but it's not quite the same thing as uh previous books this is just um Man, it's like peeling back Joe's head and looking inside at some point. Uh, it's called The Real Deal. And um, it is, he's the real deal. And this book is is really uh, quite something. Um, I love the way it's laid out. I, I think we'll talk about it in, in heavier when it actually starts coming out in, you know, in a nice paper, in a nice paper version, uh, which I believe... Well, maybe maybe when it comes out and we get a hard copy, we'll see if we can get Joe back yeah. on, even if we even if we have to pre-record it at another time and then drop it into the show as a as an addition. We'll see if we yeah. can get Joe on and actually ask him a couple of bits about the book as well, because I'm oh, there's to there's some it. scenes, there's some things that I read, and I, I know I read one to Dave where he describes uh, someone we both know in common. It was just like it was the perfect Joe, and it's not really like. Like I t- I shook this at a hundred and you know a hundredth of a second at f you know four or whatever, it, but it was more like why I chose those settings and how my life ended up at that point. So it's, it was really, it's a really good one. Um, it's called the Real Deal. We'll just we'll just throw that out there. If you're frustrated because you didn't get what you want for Christmas, go on a Rocky Nook. Um, you can you can yeah, find e- Rocky Nook. <laughs> you can find the e version. Sign if I say if you sign up to the Rocky Nook newsletter. Um, you'll get all the emails when they're forty percent off. So I would imagine with the new year coming, there's probably a forty percent off sale <laughs> coming. Um, so so you can go on and pre-order the book um, from Rocky Nook, uh, which yes, you can go and get it from Amazon, but by ordering it direct from Rocky Nook, you are helping a, a company, you know, like make money. Yeah, they you know they they invest in their in their authors. We're both authors. I would always recommend people use the forty percent off and buy from Rocky Nook and just wait the extra couple of days for it to come. Not you know they're not Amazon Prime, <laughs> um, but they are the company that made the book and they you know they heavily discount it to make it competitive. So yeah, if you can try and buy it from Rocky yeah. Nook because you get the e, you can you buy the, buy the yeah, e version I, I and bought, the print version bundles. I actually bought the so you know full disclosure because the next book was sent to me. <laughs> so the first book, this Joe's book, I actually bought it on Rocky Nook. I bought both the ebook and the uh, paper book, and I've I've read the ebook, and now I'm waiting anxiously to see what those pictures look like, not on my iPad. You know, I, I want to hold, yeah. I want to hold them on paper and, and look at it, and um, so that that's the first one, and the second one is a little different. So the second one is called <laughs> Cannabis for Creatives, and it's by uh, author um, Jordana Wright, who has. Uh, I believe done one of the pocket guys as well. I think it's the same person. But this is a um, this is a really interesting book because it's 
it's got the history and um, of cannabis and how it was used and illegal in this country. And for those of you who are not in a legal cannabis area, California is legal, Colorado is legal, most of the United States is turning legal. Sorry, Dave, I believe that England is still, um, it's still not as legal and accessible. Yeah. But the interesting part about this book to me was that she interviewed 32 different kinds of artists and how cannabis has either influenced their um, art or how it is used in their art. And one of those artists is a friend of mine, um, guitar player Mark Karen, who I um, helped set up the connection between uh, the author and, and Mark. And so there's a couple of my photos used in the book as well, and I'm holding in my um, sweaty little hands a advanced copy of um, of this book, and it has been really fascinating to read. So if you're if you're just curious as as to how the world is changing and how artists use cannabis and some really fun photos, um, this is uh, I think this will be quite an interesting book and. I wish I could show it to you. I'm showing it to Dave. <laughs> I know. Just, just, just imagine if you could take that book back oh. 15 well, years, 10 years, and show someone, like, look how look how accessible and accepted uh, this is. Although I, I've got a question that I don't want to go down a rabbit hole because it is very contentious. But the fact that cannabis is now so readily available and so easily available and, you know, more people smoke it, especially in California... Why are people still in prison for selling cannabis? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, they broke the law before, but the fact now that it's yeah, not they're, illegal, they're starting to, to take to care of that. They're starting to weird. take care of that, in, in, at least in California. I'm not sure about some of the other states, but California is starting to realize that's probably uh, something that needs to change. Um, but I'm, I'm, it's, it's been. I'm usually when I get a new book. When we did a um, Kaylee Greer last year, and I had the her new pet book. I devoured that thing in like two days and Joe's book I devoured, you know, in a, in a couple of days of reading this one. I'm actually trying to take my time and enjoy it because <laughs> it's like literally the paper book and I don't need to, I don't feel like I need to write a report, but I am mentioning on the podcast cause I am finding it really interesting, especially the variety of artists that she had, um, musicians, uh, d- sculpture. There's, there's all kinds of, um, uh, people who use food there's there's it's just you know really kind of a um interesting collection of of creatives who are all uh open with um their using of what used to be considered a seriously bad illegal drug and is now looked at in, at least in california and colorado on the state level uh, the same way as uh, alcohol is so um yeah you know uh it's it's quite a fascinating thing for me. I, I honestly, it, it's never made me creative in my entire life. It usually just puts me to sleep. Um, and again, so does alcohol. Well, so, um, speaking yeah. of books that put you to sleep, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> All right, let's give it. Let's give a shout out to Glenn yeah. because uh, Glenn wrote a book, uh, which is the Photoshop Workshop, uh, which I was very fortunate again to be able to work work on the cover as i have with with alan's last book and, and glenn's last four now um but like if you know glenn he puts his absolute heart and soul into these books and even to the point that while he's writing it 
he was discovering new things as he was writing it and going back and adding all the new things and because uh lightroom is there's some lightroom stuff yeah. in there and some new things in photoshop he's actually just written an update to the book that you can download i think you can download it for free um either if you sign up to his newsletter or if you go to rocky nook he's actually written an update to the book itself with the new features in so um that eventually came out in during the fall i think um there was a little there was a little bit of a delay on it but it's um it's come out now i've got a copy of it, it it's i mean it's i would say it's probably the best print of a book that's come out of glynn's collection from rocky nook the 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 print and the color and the quality of it is is absolutely fantastic it's um if you if you're looking to learn photoshop and you want to learn predominantly masks and selections and layers and blend modes and all that kind of thing kind of you know getting getting under the hood uh it's a really good book really good examples in there um if, so again if you've got money left over from christmas and you're looking to improve um go on amazon either type in alan hess and and, and find any of alan's books uh or or type in um glenn dewis and you can find any of glenn's books um you can't you can't go wrong with either i'm going to give a shout out to one last book it's not mine um if you're interested in music particularly like 80s 90s rock music rolling stones clash and like the punk era um i've got an older brother he's 11 years older than me and he's had a band since the 1980s called the dirty strangers and uh the, the, a, a, a mutual kind of friend of of the band who's written some other really good old autobiographies of people from that era actually wrote a biography of my brother now even though i've known my brother all my life and i've and i've been around the band i mean i spent my teenage years you know around the rock and roll band um you've if i've mentioned it before if i hadn't um alan one of alan's closest best friends is keith richards so he knows keith, well, let's, not let's yeah. Clear here. <laughs> yeah my my brother yeah sorry my brother alan clayton um so if you type in alan clayton biography the dirty strangers um I even learnt things from that book I didn't... like. I knew the people in the book, but a bit like when Alan says the amount of people I know, I definitely take after my older brother and my dad. It's the way you are with people, it's the connections you make, it's the relationships you build. And even if you, like, really don't, really don't know Alan, um, just reading the book about a man who's kind of spent his life in the rock and roll industry... And you know, and I, it sounds harsh to say it. They never made it big, you know. They never, even though they've had Keith and Ronnie actually play on three of their albums, and they played live with them and all sorts. Uh, they never broke. They never broke the UK market. They never broke the American market. But they came so close so many times, and have worked with so many great musicians. It's a good read. Um, you know, even <laughs> I, to this I've read day. It. It's a, it's yeah, a good book. I, it's fun. I I I struggled I struggled to I don't struggle to read I struggle to get through a book my patience threshold isn't very high um and I sat and read my brother's book you know from start to finish and uh if I were, if I didn't know him I, it was still very entertaining um and so you can get it direct off Amazon 
So it's Alan Clayton biography, Dirty Strangers, you'll find it. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to him. He makes no money from it, but it's a really interesting story if you love rock music and want to find out a little bit more about some interesting kind of Rolling Stones, Bob Marley, The Clash. Um, there's, there's a lot of people in there, some lot, lot of fun stories. So, uh, yeah, they're our, that's our book review of the year. I, uh, I don't know if... I, I think I'm going to write... I think in 2022... I am going to do an update on my InDesign book. I've just not decided how it will manifest itself, whether I will go ebook only and just make it a small purchasable addition to the book. Um, let's be honest, I'm not I'm not becoming a millionaire off that book. <laughs> but for, if anyone who is le- looking to learn InDesign um, or wants to, you know, have a small book on their desk just to help them for those little moments where you go oh how do I do that in InDesign you know it's a chapter for every element um, but there have been some updates so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna task myself to write in a bit like Glyn's done an update for the book and find a way of um, making it available to to those that are interested or want to learn InDesign um, and I will be teaching a bit more InDesign next year as well so um yeah that i i need to do i need to create more content in 2022 i feel like not that i'm going to be going live every five minutes you're not going to see me dancing on tiktok and you're not going to see me on facebook reels and instagram live and you know me walk going out for a walk or eating my dinner but um i do need i am looking forward to creating more content next year um no excuses for not doing it this year but I just feel creatively, um, I think we're going to be, you know, we're going to have another interesting year ahead. And while I'm at home, I want to make better use of the time in front of the computer and be useful, just share my knowledge. Um, I'm going to go back to writing, you know, updating the blog, um, updating my email. I've actually thankfully got some people signed up to my uh, MailChimp that i need to thank um but yeah just not it's not even a new year's resolution because i don't like them but i think things i've learned from 2021 is we've got way way much more time on our hands than we've probably ever had yeah and it's it's about finding a way whether it whether it's fitness you know i need to get i need to get back into shape i need to walk more i need to get fitter at uh, same time, I need to be more creative. I need to make better use of my computer time um, and not doom scrolling <laughs> on the phone and, you know, <laughs> find finding things to, to what finding things to do other than what I could be, you know, could be doing just even if it's one hour a day or something. Um, now, hold me to it, because when we do our review of 2022 at uh, this time next year, I, I hope to be able to be sit, sat here saying, you know, oh, I did this, I did that, we went here, we went there, I did this conference, I made this content, my YouTube channel's up to date. So if I don't, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have someone suggest a forfeit. <laughs> uh, you know, if you would have told me at the end of last year what this year would have looked like, I wouldn't have believed you because I thought we were, as a group of people, <laughs> as, as the human race, I thought we were smarter. Turns out I was... <laughs> I was <laughs> A little long, but, you know, I'm hoping that things um, start improving again. I know it's been a crazy winter with 
the flu season is kicking in. Weather has been, I mean, we actually had rain in Southern California. I mean, who, who would have thought that was possible? Um, you know, the weather's been. But it was, there was snow, yeah, wasn't there? The, Northern they, they closed the, the road, the Northern California. Coming into LA, into Los Angeles, there's a, a pass goes over the mountains called the Grapevine. And they just closed that the other day because of the snow. And um, yeah, yeah, I saw pictures of my old, my old, uh, stomping grounds up in Oregon, covered in snow. I was I was a little, little jealous, and then I realized I'm wearing shorts, and so I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I don't need to go sit. True, in the snow. yeah. But it, it's been a it's been a long, <laughs> very interesting 2021, and here's looking forward to a less interesting 2022. I'd like it. I'd like things to be. I'd like it to be calmer. interesting because we made <laughs> yeah. it interesting. Yeah, I'd like I'd like it to be more interesting because we right. made it interesting. So you know, get back back on the podcast groove, um, work on that, and I say the other bits and pieces that we're going to do. Hopefully, some of your events will come back, and we can start seeing your yeah. event fo- more event photos. Comic Con coming hopefully. back hopefully next year as well. It's supposed to be July, so we will we will keep we'll keep updated on all those things, but um. I think it's uh, it did it, it, there were some real highlights in twenty you know in twenty twenty one that weren't there in twenty twenty two. I you came and visited you you know I shot shows. It was there were things that happened and I'm hoping that we get more of that and you know less of the whole um you know dying thing. Yeah, so, not to be negative. Family, <laughs> fa- no, fa- I mean fa- family aside because yeah. obviously family is always important. My highlight of the year was coming out for right. that one week. And, and seeing you and just being able to spend just being able to travel again uh you know i, I said I said earlier like sitting here looking at alan in his room it's crazy to think that just like five six weeks ago i was sat yeah. there with you um, and we recorded an episode together and we went out to dinner and we went out for a walk and just you know i was in tampa i was recording at kelby one and just it's it's crazy to think that window that that small window of, of opportunity I I took it yeah you're lucky because and and so grateful because men men you know, mentally like for just to get my head into shape I needed it um so I was that for me was probably one of the biggest turning points was actually you know after two years finally getting getting on a plane and coming out to see my, <laughs> my podcast host and friend and I know. <laughs> and hopefully. You know, we can do that again next I'm hoping. year. So um So here's looking at twenty twenty two and and I know I know yeah, that sounds yeah, like twenty twenty for the second time, but let's let's hope it's not. We'll uh, we'll use this episode and take snippets out to, to review next year. Um if you have got to the very end of this episode, okay. I've still got some He Shoots He Draws T shirts left. Now, size wise, I've not got a huge range. So I can do an XL, or I think I can do a small. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to offer an XL, and I might even have a large. I don't know. I've got I've got an XL, and I've got at least another couple of sizes. If you're if you're under XL, or if you're XL, basically, we just recommended three books. Any if 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 just email me um, podcast at he shoots he draws dot com that's podcast at he shoots he draws dot com and just tell me any of the books we mentioned on this podcast I will pick two winners 
Um, if you can let me know if you're XL or large or small, because um, I think that's all I've got. Um, I will try and send out two T-shirts. Right. If um, if it's two people with XL, I'm just going to go for the first one that emails me. And and if I've got any other small bits and pieces that aren't going to cost me a fortune to send to America, um, or even England, it yeah, might yeah. be someone in England. But yeah, if you've stuck this far and you, you would have only heard the books at the very end, <laughs> um, just tell me one of the three books, um, extra points if you've actually bought it and can show me the... <laughs> Um, but yeah, just email podcast at he shoots he draws and an extra extra points if you've got a question for me and Alan. Yeah. If it's something you want us to cover, a subject you want to cover, a question you want to ask us, um, I will pick the best email. Not the first email. I will pick the best email that we get, and I'll send you a prize. And if I get two really good ones, again, depending we'll, on what we'll, t-shirt size we'll you are, figure it out. We'll figure it out, and maybe if it's in America, Alan might send you something. But um, yeah, for st- for sticking with us and a thank you, um, we'll we'll do some goodies um, for somebody who's got this far and <laughs> sat through this hour right. and a, hour yeah. and a half of us and two bonus, rambling. Go, everyone should go and watch. Don't look up on Netflix; it's brilliant. David hasn't seen it yet, but oh. it's very well done. No, I'm going to go and watch <laughs> it right. tomorrow. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good New All Year. Right, well, thank and uh, yeah, Happy yeah, New Year, everyone. We'll see you in 2022. And, uh, We'll see you in January. Yep. See you next time. Au revoir.